0: All right, Nate, what's, what's taking so long? You're holding up the food line here, dude. Dude, hang on a second. I keep pressing the button, and nothing is
1: happening. Well, did you, like, give it a minute? I gave it a minute. I gave it two. I gave it three. Now I'm giving it about a second and a half between each click. But it's not working.
0: Did you try restarting it?
1: Uh, yeah, I tried restarting it. I tried punching it. I'm pretty sure it's just a piece of
0: crap. I don't know. I mean, who, who even made this thing? Uh, let me see. Target? Oh, okay.
1: Explains everything, doesn't it? Yeah, unfortunately. We're not even worried about the bathrooms right now.
0: Enjoy your stay What have we here? I
1: suggest a new strategy. Get the out. You truly really belong here with us
0: on the club. Don't get excited! Welcome, scoundrels, to Cloud City Casino. Sorry, we've been gone for a little while, but uh, you know, stuff life gets in the way, and uh, we've been real busy. But we're back, and uh, I, of course, am your host, and uh, also that other host that uh, you you heard earlier, Nathan P. Butler.
1: Hey, everybody, Michael. I don't think you actually said your name,
0: did you? Did I not say my name? I am your host with a capital H, and that's all you need to know. Yeah, that's it. Just the host. Put that in. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Sorry. It's uh, it's been a long work day, uh, and it, so was yesterday. And the last like two weeks, I haven't actually had a day off in two weeks. Um, we'll we'll, we'll get more into that. But yes, of course, I am uh, Michael Morris, and uh, you know I'm kind of run things here. What do what what do we call that again? I don't remember. My brain's not working. Facilitate? Baron
1: Administrator, or at least that's what you like us to call you. What we call you behind your back, you don't need to know.
0: Oh, okay. Well, hey, as long as uh, it's not, not another title to keep up with. Um. So, yeah, we had uh, just recently DragonCon. And I had requested off for DragonCon. And this I did like two months ahead of time, but my work was like, nope. No, you, you, you can't do that. I was like, okay, no big deal. It's holiday weekend. We get holidays off anyways. So I said, all right, um, you know, I, I can kind of manage this, no big deal. Except for they decided that they were going to have me work the holidays. So I've already purchased the DragonCon ticket and everything. And I've decided uh, I'm just going to try to work in the morning, uh, knock it out, head straight down to Atlanta. And then from there, uh, I'm going to, you know, finish up around maybe like 11 o'clock at night, something like that. And then hightail it back up, go to work in the morning, and do it all again. Really, really tiresome. But I'm like, Hey, I, I can do this. No big deal. Then I get, uh, you know, I get to the day that should be my off day. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to finally get some rest. And they're like, nope, sorry, we're shorthanded right now. We need you to work again. So I have not been off since before Dragon Con. That is a bit on the insane
1: side here. See, <laughs> see that, now I don't technically have days off. I mean, my students are working constantly. There's no weekend. There is no such thing as a holiday. In fact, they work more when they're not in the school buildings than when they are. But at least mine is working from here, at least I'm not constantly out in the heat running around like crazy. Um, I feel for you. And the fact that you were able to still pull off Dragon Con is, is pretty impressive. I, Once again, I feel the same thing that I always feel with Dragon Con, which is, boy, I'm glad I wasn't down there in the crowds and all that kind of crap because I kind of got burnt out on that sort of thing uh, quite a while ago with Dragon Con a couple times and then with Con Carolinas and whatnot. But at the same time, I'm looking at it going, man... At some point, I need to get down there, even if it's not to go to Dragon Con, but just to like go to a hotel or something, because it gives me a chance to meet other members of the team. And yet, still haven't ever gotten around to that. At some point, we need to fix that. Maybe you and I can fix that, uh, at least to some degree, whenever PlayStation VR comes out, so that we can both give some impressions of that. But we'll get to that topic to some extent later on, I'm sure.
0: Oh, yeah. And uh, so a couple things from Dragon Con though. Surprisingly... Like, very surprisingly, this year was the first year since it happened back in 2014 that I have not heard, like, whining and complaining and stuff about the whole Legends thing. Um, in fact, actually, with Timothy Zahn being there, uh, a lot of people seemed to be uh, more in a better mood. They were really interested in, in what he was doing Um and you know that that was really cool the the only thing that uh, and riley actually got on to me cuz i was standing next to him when it was happening but uh, there's a woman who's like oh she's like but something or whatever she's like but the she's like none of the books are canon anymore and and they're like no no the new books are and she's like oh well what about and they're like no that's an old book and uh, <laughs> and so i start like laughing and i i said this is why we can't continue legends And Riley was like, he's like, shh, shh. And I'm like, what? No. I'm like, seriously. (laughs) Like, people are still confused about this. Like, Mm -hmm. this is, you know, this is the problem. And I'm like, if you start continuing two sets of books and you say one is canon and one's not, a lot of people will be fine. But a lot of people are going to be so confused. So... Well,
1: see, I, my argument to that would be that we're not dealing with stupidity; we're dealing with ignorance, and those are two different things, right? Ignorance just means a lack of particular knowledge. So, I would say that, you know, if you're get, if you're going to continue both, then continue both, and what you would just need to do is make sure that it's very clear which is which, and that there's like a little primer thing or something right in the front of a book, or maybe in the back of a book. Heck, put a little timeline in the front of the book with both continuities listed, so people know which book goes with which. I, to me, it's the whole people-can't-tell-it-apart thing bothers me because of the whole issue. You know, it's it's the same kind of thing as, well, we're going to have to kill off Anakin Solo instead of Jason Solo because we can't have two Anakins running around. It'll confuse people. But then I hear people who are like, yay, we're excited for Rogue One, but where's Rey? Why is there not an <laughs> Episode eight number on it? Where are the Bothans? And I'm just like, oh my god, stop. But, uh... I'll I'll add to the interesting thing on that topic for this week that's in our experiences here. So, Jim Perry, Indiana Jim, uh, fellow Star Wars podcaster, he's the guy behind the codename Starkeeper, uh, audio dramas and whatnot, he actually was in a conversation on Twitter about fans and fan reactions and some of the the more extreme things happening from uh, the Bring Back Legends area. And he brought up The the term that we coined back on Star Wars Beyond the Films number 200, yes, Star Wars Beyond the Films is back, uh, which is alt-legends, right? The conservative movement has the alt-right, which is the extreme, uh, super-nationalistic, very racist side that mainstream right-wing conservatives are needing to sort of distance themselves from that in a sense there's an alt-legends you have the legends folks that bring back legends folks who want to c- have it come back in a, a peaceful way with argumentation and debate and then you have those who are threatening violence and that sort of thing who are on that extreme and he referenced it and out of nowhere pablo hidalgo of the story group comes in and likes the tweet and my day was made i was like see nice. They know that the, fraction, that, that the factions are out there. They know that the fractures have happened, but they just can't really come out and say it because it's impolitic for someone who is behind the scenes at Lucasfilm, especially in a prominent position, to come out and say, dude, cool it. Yeah. But they see it happening. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that.
0: No, I mean, and that's great because uh, I, I listened to that episode and I thought, that's fantastic because I have such a hard time talking about, you know, the jerk bags. And not, uh, at the same time, lumping someone like Mark in there, you know? And I'm like, oh, you know, the Bring Back Legends people. And Mark's like, hey. And I'm like, but not you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> We're
1: talking about the extremists, guys. And, right. and that's the same thing. And I feel like I can now sort of associate, if, if that has is starting to catch on a little bit, I can sort of... Finally start to associate myself with that, because I, I want to see mm-hmm. Legends come back at some point. I want to see more of that. It's just I don't want to associate myself with a movement that has that extreme in it. So if there's a way to distance the extreme from the movement, then heck, go for it. Uh, I would also say, since we're kind of on the, the experiences side, I do want to hear more about your Dragon Con experience um, from the Star Wars side. But I found a holy grail. Oh, Okay. This week, because uh, this show this show used to have a level of collecting, and then I came aboard, and it all went to hell. Um, <laughs> that's all right. But uh, no, I on a lark, I was reading a long mm-hmm. time ago, Exploring the Star Wars Cinematic Universe from SeaQuart, which is an anthology that I have an essay in on Rebels Season 1, but I'd never read the rest of the book. So I read through the rest of the book, and I run into an essay that's really detailed on old Ewoks and droids cartoon stuff, and it lays out very well in one little section all the different releases from the UK and just on a lark, I jump over to eBay and I managed to acquire the entire Ewok series from the UK, which is one of the few places they released the entire series because they never did over here. The whole series, plus there's like a mail away one through a cheese spread company in the UK back then. I even found that one. So I, I hit a holy grail. You almost never see those as full runs available out there. Still no droids, but I've got
0: all of Ewok's in pal that I can't play. But I've got EWAPS. Hey, no. Um just it's not too hard to find you a player for that. But uh
1: Yeah. Well this company guy has a whole bunch of laser discs and I've never bothered to buy a laser disc
0: player yet. I'm gonna
1: get around <laughs> to it at some point, I swear. Right. Sorry, so, my phone
0: uh, just bumped. That's cool. Uh so interesting little thing for that uh that I've actually not told anyone I, I i think at this point anyone who would have known has forgotten uh but uh now let's uh I'll, I'll tell you and all of our listeners when i was younger uh the ewoks cartoon would still come on i don't remember what channel it was i think it was like, probably
1: sci-fi channel
0: it, maybe it was sci-fi uh maybe it was like upn or something like that but i would watch it and I, it, like it was okay um and I, like I never was huge into the Ewoks. Not that I hated them, you know. I I, I never even like considered that to be a thing. Uh, I've said several times. I didn't even realize that people hated the Ewoks until How I Met Your Mother. Um, but I just wasn't as big of a fan. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. You met my mama? N- no, that's a TV show.
1: And you guys talked about Ewoks? Yes. Oh, okay. As long (laughs) as it was a pillow talk, I guess.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, what what, what do they call them? The the comfort Ewoks or whatever? Just get on with it. Okay. Well, anyhow, uh, what I actually really liked were the Jawas. So I sort of wrote my own, like, God, I have no idea how young I would have been at this point, right? Um, But I wrote my own, like, Jawa fan fiction, like, in the style of the Ewoks TV show. (laughs)
1: <laughs> nice we are the ja 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 was i like it i like it um i yeah i know a lot of people who are even those who are fans of ewoks though from the movies aren't fans of the ewoks tv show because of You know, first season was kind of bad and the second season was absolutely horrible and soulless when they changed everything. But unfortunately, since season two never saw any home video releases over here Mm -hmm. and everything from the home video releases here have tended to be either regular season one episodes or season one combined together. Most people don't remember how bad season two was, but it was horrible, as you can hear. Plug time. I don't even know if the website's still up, though. If <laughs> Republic Forces Radio Network's website is still up, republicforces.com, then we did do a whole summer series where we talked about every episode of Ewoks as part of our coverage while we were waiting for new Clone Wars episodes. And never again. Never.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? Um, I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. As a kid, I actually liked the show. Um, I just thought that it would be cooler if they were Jawas instead, because I'm like, oh, okay, so these are like these sort of primitive creatures. What about these other creatures who drive around in this giant sand crawler and collect droids and stuff? Yeah, that sounds way more up my alley. Um, but also, and then, I, I checked the uh, Republic Force Radio. Uh, the, the website is up. Is up? Awesome. Yep. Very sweet. I'm just thinking, you know, how
1: these days, if you want to do something cool and fancy, they'll put it on vinyl. So, like, Hamilton, which I love, by the way, the Hamilton musical has their CD set of the cast recording, but then you can get it for a, a, a much higher cost in a special vinyl edition. Mm-hmm. That would have been perfect for a home video release of your Jawa series because a <laughs> Jawa in vinyl is a very big collectible.
0: That that is absolutely true. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. You know, maybe I can uh, tweet Pablo, and uh, we can get something going here. Um, and then they'll all
1: shake their heads. And be like.
0: You poor, poor, sad, Jawa-loving man. (laughs) Um,
1: All right, so so news. I know we're on kind of a time limit here. We've got quite a few news items going on. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got a little bit of X-Wing, a little bit of Battlefront, sort of. We've got some LEGO Star Wars, some Imperial Assault, uh, kind of the Force Awakens beginner game, although it's not really news. They just treated it as news this week, actually today. And then a little bit on the trials and tribulations of trying to acquire a PlayStation VR. So where do you want to start? You want to start miniatures or video games?
0: Hey, man, uh, you know what? Let's start with the video game stuff. Okay, so Battlefront. Uh, have you been
1: playing Battlefront much recently? <laughs> i Have you found time <laughs> in your 60-hour or whatever it is work weeks to sit down and play a game with no depth?
0: Um, no, not at all. <laughs> I, I haven't. I, I haven't picked it up, like I said, uh, probably in, in several weeks now.
1: Well, they really haven't done a big content release or anything like that recently. That's still coming. We're supposed mm-hmm. to see the Death Star expansion this month, but they have basically three new star cards in the game, or two, depending on how you want to count one that's like a base version and then an upgraded version. Well, that's one or two. Um, so we have the new Stinger Pistol, okay. which is basically a charged star card where you activate it, and it has no... Uh, overheating, so basically just fire, 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 fire. It isn't automatic, so you got to keep pulling the trigger. But it's fast shooting, and you get a good few seconds in there of shots before it starts to do its refresh. Um, it's all right, and there's an upgraded version that's available more often because the cooldown time is smaller. But honestly, it seems as though, I mean. I- I would activate it standing next to somebody and unload into them the entire time it was active, and only about 50% of the time did it actually kill the person. So it needs a tweak to be able to really be effective. It seems like it's pretty weak. There's also a new trait card called Escape Artist, which basically is all about your sprint speed. So when you first put it on and just have it in your loadout, you get a slightly faster sprint speed, you hit up to trait level 2 after killing a handful of enemies, and now it's going to go even faster, and if you get up to trait level 3 by killing even more enemies, you're really, really fast, and any melee attack is a one-hit kill guaranteed, which is kind of cool, except getting up to that level 3 is pretty tough, and keeping it is going to be pretty tough if you keep running into melee range.
0: Yeah, no, that's true, but that's still kind of neat. I mean, I I think that can kind of... uh it's a little bit of incentive and, um, you know, it adds a little more, you know, it's a little more intrigue to the game. I think that stuff like that where it uh, causes you to change how you're playing the game and uh, keep you playing the game differently can definitely add to, um, I guess, to the, your play time for the game, you know what I mean, like instead of just... And like, all right, I'm going to use the E11 and kill everybody. All right, now what I'm going to do, I'm going to use the E11 and kill everybody. Oh, hey, this time, I'm going to use the E11 and kill everybody.
1: So what you're saying is (laughs) you're going to use that E11 and and kill everybody. I gotcha. Mm -hmm. So, again, this is a pretty decent uh, new pair of additions. Stinger Pistol isn't a favorite, but at least you know, it's something new. It's the first time they've actually got really a Charged Star card that's supposed to be just sort of a secondary weapon, which is kind of neat.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and the fact that now it seems as though one of the, the biggest issues a lot of times with the spawn points is just how far apart they are. And a lot of times if you die and you don't have a partner who's already sort of in the fray, it's going to take you a while to get back, especially on those objective capture maps. So having now a trait card that actually increases your melee speed... It's pretty cool. It'd be nice if they had a trait card that was just you always have your jetpack and never have to equip it, but yeah, that's a pipe dream. So, Battlefront <laughs> is continuing to add new content, though the big burst isn't until later this month.
0: Okay, yeah. So, um, ha- have we gotten anything new on that as far as you know details, or have they pretty much they've given us what they've given us, and we'll we'll see here in a couple of weeks. Seems like they've pretty much given it. You know, whatever they're going to give us ahead of time,
1: we okay. already know it. A lot of it's probably going to wind up being details in the patch notes when they release it, as far as all the minute details.
0: Okay. Hopefully, they'll also do like a double XP weekend or something like that. They are not doing enough of those. I mean, have they done one since the last one that we were, when you and I were talking about it? They have not.
1: And I can actually pull up their calendar here. What they've done is they've actually set aside a little tiny part of their website. Uh, that'll allow you to go in and basically see like what is the calendar of upcoming events. So I'm trying to pull it up and I'm not seeing it now. What happened to the calendar of events? <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Battlefront EA calendar. You've got to buy. Uh, some micro there we go. Live events calendar. I don't know why it didn't come up. Yeah, you got to buy an extra season pass or something like that. You got to buy two season passes to get access. <laughs> oh, um, so they just had. At the end of August, they just had a Bespin Open Trial Weekend. And the new Hut contract, uh, which of course was the escape artist thing, that was just about two weeks ago as of the time we're recording this. They're going to have another Bespin Open Trial, uh, which is actually going on right now as we're recording this through September 18th. And then we will have a Death Star Double Score Weekend September 23rd through 25th, which presumably means that we should be seeing Death Star drop. You know, honestly, I would think we should have seen Death Star drop already if that's the case, because usually it's right after it drops. But Mm -hmm. here we are on the 13th and it's not among the new releases for tonight. So maybe we're going to see Death Star next week on the 20th and then that following weekend. That's when we'll see the double XP. But that would just be for season pass holders then, I would assume. We're supposed to get it, what, two weeks early?
0: Uh, I thought it was just a week early, but I could be wrong. A week early? Yeah. Would that make sense with that time frame?
1: Uh, There we go. I'm seeing it there. The the description says, Double your score this weekend to celebrate the launch of the Death Star expansion for season pass owners. So, yes, it must be uh, next week on the 20th when we're finally going to get Death Star. Okay. And double points, (laughs) which will be nice because finally that, you know, those of us who are already at max level are going to be able to actually have, hopefully, a higher level cap and be able to actually use the double XP weekend for more than just credits.
0: Awesome. Uh, good job digging there, man. You got that scoop fast.
1: I, I think he said digging, but it sounded like a C, I swear. But anyway, um, <laughs> I was like, what? Uh. Uh, so then, uh, video game-wise, we have LEGO Star Wars, which does yet doesn't have anything new. So uh, for me... I recently went through, I finished up the live streams. I was doing a live stream let's play of every single story level the first time I ever tried it. So I went through all 12 for the regular missions, all six of those little new Star Wars adventures. There is another one that gets unlocked at the end once you're like one or two gold bricks away from where you're done. Uh, and that's to basically play as Killer Base flying around destroying planets, which sounds cool, but really, really sucks. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we had for at least the Sony systems, Alright, the PS3, PS4, I don't think the Vita had it, uh, we had a release of basically the uh, d- DLC content, timed exclusive DLC content of the Phantom Limb. So I played through all of those, hit 100%, percent platinum trophied the thing, and when I went back to double-check to make sure that I hadn't forgotten to get the last of the trophies for the DLC, mm-hmm. it turns out that the most recent update to the game, just a few days ago, has prepared it for the next DLC... But the DLC isn't there yet. Basically, the season pass includes the prequel trilogy, Rebels, Freemaker Adventures, Clone Wars, and Jedi character packs. And we've gotten basically three out of those five so far. And then there's three level packs, Pose Quest for Survival, First Order, Siege of Takodana, and Escape from Starkiller Base. What has happened is that in the game update, all of a sudden when you go to your trophies, Pose Quest for Survival has its own section of trophies in the game now. But post-Quest for Survival, the level, isn't in the game yet. I was expecting a release tonight. I pulled up the PlayStation blog a few minutes ago before we started recording, and sure enough, they have a new update, and there's nothing new for LEGO Star Wars. So I'm assuming Hmm. that probably next week also, or the week after that, that's when we're going to finally get the first of the DLC levels from the season pass of LEGO Star Wars. But the game is ready for it. It just isn't there yet.
0: Yeah, they may have decided to kind of hold off uh, maybe a little closer to the the Rogue Friday thing launch with everything's like Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, and Legos like Us too, right? Maybe I don't know. Could very
1: well be. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but they've got two more to go after that one, plus the other character packs. So it's kind of a. Come on, guys, let's go. But then again, Mm -hmm. we were kind of spoiled. You know, Battlefront does months between DLCs, and LEGO Star Wars is like, here's some DLC, and more DLC, and more DLC, like (laughs) friggin' Oprah giving out cars. (laughs) Right. So that's coming, apparently. Uh, Mm -hmm. On a side note here, and this is something that uh, I I mentioned earlier, it's actually the basis of our opening skit this time. (laughs) In Uh, case you didn't understand, now we explain. Yeah. PlayStation VR. So we're, we've been talking about how my plan is to get a PlayStation VR. We want to be able to cover that battlefront mission and just the tech of it uh, on the show here and all that kind of stuff when it comes out on October 13th, uh, right before my birthday, which is lovely and all. And yeah. So I didn't pre-order it initially. So every place you can pre-order it from online, GameStop, Amazon, et cetera, et etc, appears to be sold out already of their pre-order stock. So I'm probably gonna have to just be hanging out at Target when they open on the day of release because the Target website will not let you pre-order. My wife is a Red Card holder. She uses the app. Red Card is the little credit card from Target that gives you a discount. In her case, through work, it's like 10%. So it's a nice little discount. And what's happened is there was an alert that got sent out through the app that says, hey, if you're a Red Card holder and you're using the app, you can pre-order PlayStation VR from Target and no one else can. You have to be red card and use the app, otherwise you won't be able to do it. But if you do those two things, you can pre-order. Problem is the Target app is an absolute piece of garbage. And even when it's working right, you usually have to click on what you want to buy several times before one of them will finally make it into your cart so you can finish your purchase. Um, At this point, we have tried this app on my Android phone, my wife's Android phone, Uh, My iPad, her iPad, her new iPhone, and in every instance, you click on the pre-order button or the add to cart button, and it gives you an error every single time. So if you're supposed to be able to pre-order like they claim that red card holders are supposed to be able to do, and we've been doing this since the day that alert came out, they've screwed it up. They've, They've completely botched it. So I'm now in that whole... We keep checking the app. We keep checking the app, but it's always a disappointment. Uh, and trying to figure out how we're going to acquire this thing because we do want to make sure that we get it early enough um, that I'll be able to do some streaming and stuff of it. But we need to be able to kind of talk about it on the show here. And I got a feeling it's going to be a lot of hunting on launch day. Uh, I've been given no indication of which places are even going to have any in stock on launch day. You would think a lot of places, but if a lot of places are sold out through pre-orders. How much are they going to have in stock in the actual buildings? It's going to be interesting. Plus, I've got a meeting that day, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to tell them I'll be about half an hour late. But.
0: <laughs> Priorities, right? <laughs> Priorities, people. Come on. <laughs> well, you know, I, he, I think you're just looking at it wrong. I think that with the uh, popularity of the Pokemon Go app, they're like, ooh, We'll we'll set up our target app that way, and you just got to keep trying and trying, and you're you're going for a rare item, and they're they're harder to get. So, ah, uh, PlayStation VR has run away. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> what's happened. You know, it's finally it says gotcha when you actually get it in your cart.
1: Nice, there you go. Well, that makes perfect sense then. Um, so in <laughs> it any makes event, it makes no um, sense at all. No, 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 no. It's it's uh, well, just say that. Uh-huh. I don't know if the Target near you has done this. I, again, we're all, we're both in the same general vicinity, but we're on different corners of the metro area, the Atlanta metro area. So the Target that I go to is in Peachtree City. It's the place where people ride around in golf carts, and the Kroger has this big glass front. It's very fancy schmancy. Um, but we go to the Target that's over there, and you know how Target, I guess it's to try to make sure people don't park on the curb or something? That they, they got these big red balls that are like attached to the sidewalk. Instead of having barriers there, right? they've painted the balls, two of them, in front of our local Target over here as Pokeballs.
0: Okay, you know what? So, I saw they did the same thing at a a Target near me, but I I was like, surely Target didn't do that. Like, some schmo must have been like, these look like Pokeballs. I'm going to make it a Pokeball. But, like, I don't get... Like, what's the thing? Like... I don't, I I don't see. That. Yeah,
1: I don't see the connection except right. for the fact that I guess you could
0: buy the cards there, but right. But there's but like yeah, no. They really, ha- yeah. they've
1: really jumped into this Pokeball thing.
0: <laughs> They're like, I don't know. It's like a four dollar can of paint. You know, it's already red. Just paint the other half white. Screw it. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll attract somebody. But instead, people are just going, "What the
1: hell?" I just wish I'd been there the day they were painting it to question the people painting it. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Who gave you this order? <laughs> Because at some point, they're going to have to paint it back, right? I mean, you would, unless they're going to turn the Target logo into a Pokeball,
0: uh, I don't which know. wouldn't the, take a lot of effort. Maybe the guy who runs Target is Ash Ketchum.
1: I guess, something like that.
0: <laughs> uh <laughs>
1: Uh, whatever red card i choose you or something (laughs) um so from a video game standpoint i guess that pretty much wraps it up there's not a lot of news video game wise going on right now for star wars unfortunately um we're still awaiting a lot of stuff you know on these games that are in development there's some new stuff from fantasy flight games though okay cool uh i know that you are big on x-wing so we could start with x-wing uh we had talked about
0: say what now i said that is a game i've played (laughs) <laughs> this
1: game you played a lot uh, <laughs> with your tranny train, oceans. It's his name, not mine. <laughs> um, so we had talked about how it was kind of odd that when they announced the newest wave of X-Wing ships that are coming, that it was basically a quad jumper, Sabine's tie, and then the Upsilon shuttle, a Kylo Ren shuttle from The Force Awakens. But there was only three, and usually it's four. Well, it turns out that it's because they were holding back two more that are going to be in that wave for a big reveal, which still makes it weird because it's five instead of four. Right. Uh, but they've revealed that from Rogue One, we will have the U-Wing. That's U-Wing, not U-Wing like the Dallas character. Wow, yeah. did I just date myself there? Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: Dallas and, is a TV show
1: that came... No, I'm sorry, go <laughs> Long ago. Uh, <laughs> who shot JR and all that? Um, but it's the U-Wing and... The uh, TIE Striker, which is that kind of weird, cool-looking new TIE fighter that kind of mm-hmm. looks like somebody sliced one of the sets of wings off of a, uh, a TIE Interceptor and squished it together a little bit. Yeah, so like a it turns out bomber. that we do have two more ships coming for that wave that we didn't know about.
0: Yeah, I like that Striker. I think it looks really good. Um, like I said, it, it looks like basically a TIE Bomber and a uh, TIE Interceptor had a baby. And it's kind of big, too. I was mm-hmm.
1: expecting, I mean, it's a Starfighter, so I expected it to be in that same little packaging like most of the regular small fighters. But I guess because of its length, it's actually in the same type of box as, like, you buy a Millennium Falcon in from a size
0: standpoint. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to see what that's about then. Because, I, I, you know, I, I'll be honest. Like I said, I haven't. I mean, dude, I, I've barely even been on Facebook. You know, I mean, um, I, I've not seen too much. So, I'll have to actually look at the size comparisons of these. Um, I did see, actually, they revealed Finn's card. Did, did you see this? I did see it.
1: And some people were griping about it, and I didn't pay attention long enough to realize why they were griping.
0: Um, they're mad because they basically said that it's, uh, like, they're basically calling it dead on arrival. That it's uh, way overcosted. Now, however, here's the thing. It, the last time that a card like this, that they were complaining about this, it was the Emperor. And anyone who knows, the Emperor is pretty much the most used card in all of X Wing for like the past like six months. So people gripe and then they get it in their hands and they're like, well, I was a big dummy. And, um,. You know, it, it, it they they stop griping. Or, or they go find something else to gripe about. But, you know, that is um, the world and the internet giving them the ability to do it, I suppose. Right. So it says, the card
1: says, uh, When attacking with a primary weapon or defending, if the enemy ship is inside your firing arc, you may add one blank result to your roll.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um... He cost five points, and a lot of people are like, "What? That's ridiculous!" Because why? You know, that five points for that. Um, But of course, there's, um, you know, it's it's what you then can can do with that. Uh, And specifically, he's set up to go with Ray. Uh, I don't have her card on hand to read, uh, which is
1: probably a reroll then or some kind, right? Change a blank into something else.
0: Um. Yeah, I think pro- it's probably yeah. If you have a blank, you, you uh, automatically change it. I was trying to find the dang uh, thing to say it, but um, like I said, I'm I'm not sure. But obviously, they wouldn't just be like five points. Here's a card that makes no sense. You know, like five points. Uh, spin on your hands and then say I quit. <laughs> you know, like it's there. There's a strategy. Um, right. And, and you know then, what? You know what cards I want to
1: see? What? Um, take a look, folks. To Imager, or how are you supposed to say it, imgur.com slash a slash, and that's lowercase a if it matters, slash capital A, 8s, capital S, little n e. So imgur.com slash a slash capital A, 8, capital S, little n, little e. Um, they, are, they are fake but hilarious X-Wing cards. Uh, like the upgrade card, try spinning. That's a good trick. Oh, yeah, the- yeah, yeah. I did see yeah. these. Yeah, now that you're... you're I seven. It. Yeah. After you yeah. perform a barrel roll, you may immediately perform another barrel roll. Then have a third barrel roll. <laughs> then receive two stress tokens and say, whoa! <laughs> um, or, uh, or Sabine's Imperial Raider, uh, the four half of the Imperial Raider card, a ship card that says, uh, when dropping a bomb token, you may drop all of your bomb tokens anywhere you want. I don't care. I
0: love it. These well, are and did you see? did you see the uh, upgrade bar? Yeah, where it's got like it's it's bomb, 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 <laughs> bomb, <laughs> bomb <laughs> credits. <laughs> or the one that looks like credits. The, yeah, that's the uh, illicit slot. Yeah, the illicit. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah and the uh, TR-8R, you know, when attacking a rebel TIE fighter, you may scream traitor and reroll up to three attack die. And mm. then you have your Jar Jar Binks one that just
0: says, enough now. <laughs> what was the one that said something like your opponent can't take you seriously when you play this card or something like that?
1: Uh, shoot. I don't even remember. Let me see. Is there an opponent? Yeah. Uh, the, uh, Thai experimental M1 blizzard, which is that weird Thai fighter with like the wing on one side, the cockpit on the (laughs) other and something else on the other side. That's a ball shape. And then you've got, uh, Darth Maul. Darth Maul, right? If your (laughs) ship would be destroyed, you may equip this card on another ship you own because we don't want him to die just yet. Right. (laughs) Uh, And then, of course, there's the one that lets you actually be an exogorth, you know, a space slug. After you execute a maneuver, you may eat one ship at range (laughs) one. So, uh, yeah, I love uh, the, the sense of humor put into this is is kind of nuanced, because at times you're looking at things like you were saying about, like, the upgrade bar there. They could have just stuck with the text, but no, they went the extra mile and gave us a funny upgrade bar to go with Sabine.
0: Right, right, yep. I I thought those were were pretty good, but uh, I I I was like, where is he going with this? I'm like, oh, you know what? I did see this, so... Good yes, there's me. a
1: uh, North Georgia X Wings uh, group on Facebook that we're both a part of. He actually goes and plays. I just tend to watch for news. Mm-hmm. Uh, but somebody posted that link, and I thought fi- like, this is perfect. Fantasy Flight, get on it! <laughs> right? They'll be banned in tournaments, but give us
0: just a one joke pack. Well, you know what? Some of those guys actually do make. Um, they, of course, you have to have the the other card uh, present, but they will actually make. Uh, um, custom cards that they'll give away in like house tournaments and stuff like that. Uh, they're nice. they're not, they're not joke cards. They're usually like uh, really cool cards that people are like, oh, that's nice. I wish that was like a real thing. Um, but yeah, joke cards would be fun too. <laughs> nice.
1: So so we got the X Wing news. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk more about that as we learn more about that wave, of course, as we go along. Um, they've just put up a new news notice today. We're recording this on September 13th. Um, and it's kind of weird because it's something that's been around for a little while. Uh, When they put out the The Force Awakens beginner game, just like all the other beginner games, there is a downloadable PDF second adventure that picks up where the adventure in the beginner game leaves off. Uh, This one for Force Awakens is called A Call for Heroes. So it's been available since the beginner game came out. Today, they posted a news bite saying, continue your adventures beyond the Force Awakens beginner game, talking about it and urging people to download it. So a little bit slow on the uptake there, but if you're checking out the Fantasy Flight Games website and you see a thing about a call for heroes, that's what they're talking about. It's just the downloadable adventure that gets added to the beginner game, just like every other time they've put out a beginner game.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it must not be getting much traffic then, and that's why they're trying to... uh promoted again being like hey guys this is a thing that we did for free <laughs> exactly and it's not too bad i mean it's
1: mm-hmm. it has several different scenarios that you go in it's basically um in theory depending on how you finish up the adventure game or the adventure inside the beginner game you'll wind up as part of the resistance and then there's certain things based on information that has been brought in that'll allow you to go on several different types of kind of quick missions And it really sort of seems like it's designed to show different play styles and and scenario styles for the game. And usually that's not what you get with the beginner game. You get one scenario that sort of teaches you how to play. And you have the downloadable one that's just an adventure that carries on from the story. But it's just one scenario. Whereas this one seems like it's purposely trying to say, look, we want this beginner game to be the gateway drug to get you into playing the RPG from these other lines that we have. So let's show you how you can play it. I think that was kind of a cool way for them to do it.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in fact, I don't know if you saw on our Facebook page, uh, Jared uh, Rasher, I'm sorry mm-hmm. if, I, if I pronounced that last name wrong, uh, he he was kind of uh, commenting on it, and uh, I won't go into full detail of everything he said, uh, just because there's there's kind of a bit to it, but essentially he was talking about that, you know, yeah, The whoops, uh, he's basically saying, yeah, that's kind of a, a thing that, you know, uh, even some of the other companies, uh, such as like the, the Dungeons and Dragons and everything, have done before with the, the beginner boxes and stuff, uh, just to kind of get you in. And, yeah, I mean, definitely, like, I have no problem with any of that or anything. Uh, I don't even have a problem with this. It just, it is kind of odd, uh, like he said, where it's basically like, now go back 30 years, <laughs> you know. Um, where you're well, like, That's what I was saying. It's, it's, yeah. just, it's, a bait, it's almost bait and switch-ish.
1: You know, uh, switch. I I don't think Switch is just a word, but you know what I mean. It is not. Uh, We're using it. We're going with it. Just this idea that, you know, they give you a setting, and if it's the setting that drew you in, then you're going to be disappointed. But if it's the game mechanics that keep you there, then maybe you won't be disappointed. I would love to see them, if nothing else, put out... Well, I don't know if they could. I guess if it's a supplement to this, they could, and it was free, they could. They just don't have a license to put out, like, PDF versions of... the the physical games, but if they were to put out a PDF, they could do some kind of, like, conversion thing saying, hey, if you would like to take some of these general ideas from the core rulebook of any of these other three, here's a few characters you could easily just change the name of and use the stats of to make them First Order Stormtroopers, you know, or someone from Maz Kanata's Castle or something. Um, Some type of conversion. Kind of like, you know, there's been plenty of times where we've seen Uh, Like, for instance, there was a conversion back in the day where, you know, if you wanted to use characters and such that you created back in the West End Games RPG, you could convert them for Wizards of the Coast. You know, just Mm -hmm. give us something that lets us tweak it so that if we want to play in this era, we're not flying blind uh, to mix an X-Wing reference in there.
0: Right. Yep. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I have faith in Fantasy Flight. They'll figure it out at some point. they get around to it. I hope. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> a little bit of qualifiers there, just a few. <laughs> um,
1: and speaking of miniature games of fantasy flight games and such, we've got one more, and that is Imperial Assault. We were talking recently about the Imperial Assault playmats. Yes. And they have finally been released, so I actually have them in my possession and can give you more details, folks, than we were able to give you at the time. So size-wise... Uh, we have the X-Wing playmats, which are how big, Michael? Three by three. Bingo. Three by three, which are very, very tiny. Oh, no, no. Three feet by three feet. Gotcha. <laughs> three um, centimeters yeah, by three. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. They're three by three. So we're talking about 36 inches on a side because that's the standard play area for X-Wing if you're keeping your cards and stuff off of the mats. And then we have the LCG playmat. And the LCG playmat was set up for two players this time. So far, I've never seen it for sale uh, anywhere except maybe one or two places outside of Fantasy Flight Games' own website, which is a little weird, but that's the one that has all the spaces for your cards for both players, and it's if you're sitting in front of it, it's 36 inches wide, same dimensions as an X-Wing playmat, but then it's only 26 inches deep between you and the other player to give enough space for the cards. That turns out to sort of be a hybrid of the numbers, because whereas the X-Wing playmats are 36 inches, the 26 inches goes with Imperial Assault. These Imperial Assault playmats are all 26 inches by 26 inches. Um, that means they are still a little too big to fit into a standard playmat tube if you're going to try to store it in one. It's got an individual map from Imperial Assault, a skirmish map, which is the pretty much the exact same size as if you built it with the map tiles. And yes, I did one, just to be sure. Um, and then up above it on the the playmat itself, if there's anything that needs to be set up on it, like crate locations, that's actually drawn onto the playmat, so you can see that very easily. And then on either side, it has a rebel character, and on the other side, an imperial character to kind of liven it up, so you kind of know which side the imperial player will tend to sit on, which the rebel player will tend to sit on, uh, with the map in between. But because the maps are much smaller when you build a skirmish map for Imperial Assault than the space that you need for X-Wing, This is a smaller size, a little over two feet in either dimension for them. They come different than the X-Wing playmats. The X-Wing playmats are in these big cardboard, kind of rectangular-looking boxes. These just come in a little plastic thing that's sort of formed around the rolled up playmat. But when you open it, You'll find that as it was sitting on the shelves, there's these little two pieces of cardstock up at the top. One faces forward that has a little image and tells you the name of the map. And then the other one on the back has a quick image of the map and a little description. Well, when you open it up to pull the playmat out, those will kind of fall out. And sandwiched in between them, something that was obvious that it would have to be there that I didn't realize should have been there. So, duh, to me, uh, are two cards. There's two skirmish mission cards because every skirmish map has two skirmish missions. To go with it, so you have your cards there. Uh, I remember. I I think at the time that we were first talking about this, we hadn't been able to determine yet, uh, or at least hadn't looked to determine yet, whether these were pre-existing maps, had we? Um, I
0: think we
1: said yes.
0: I don't remember. It's been they they are. I just I don't (laughs)
1: remember if we had actually said it. Right. Yeah. Um, I can't remember
0: what we, which side we fell on with that. So I went digging. Okay. ...inside
1: one of my giant tackle boxes
0: full of miniature
1: stuff. And here's what they've turned out to be. There's one called Training Ground. Training Ground is a map that is generally built only from p- tiles in the core set. And it is a scenario with that, those map instructions and the two skirmish cards... ...having originally come in the Stormtroopers villain pack. That's one that was alongside the core set to replace tokens. So, if you've already got the Stormtrooper Villain Pack, you've already got what you need for this map because presumably, if you're playing it all, you've got that core set. Uh, the second one is Nilvanian Warzone. That one is very, you know, in uh, Hoth-looking, you know, snow everywhere. Right. Uh, that one was originally from the Princess Leia or Leia Organa Rebel Commander Ally Pack that was tied into Return to Hoth, and it did require Return to Hoth pieces to build it. So if you don't ever turn to Hoth, this is a way to get that without having to get Leia or get those map pieces. And then the third one, Coruscant Landfill, uh, would only, if you were doing this with the regular map tiles, only be built out of the original core game. So you have those pieces, but the Skirmish mission cards and instructions for it, for that one were included with Bantha Rider, which is one of the few instances of a villain pack being released that wasn't tied into a larger... Expansion to replace some tokens. So they've kind of spread out where the maps are coming from when it comes to uh, where in the life cycle of the game. Uh, They are pre existing maps and the cards themselves are almost identical. I mean, it's the exact same text. The text is just a little bit more bold faced. And down at the bottom, where it usually says like Leia Organa, Rebel Commander, to let you know that's the pack that it came from, they just say skirmish map underneath it so you know that it came with the map. very cool. Very. F- it, I got out the map tiles to actually make one of the maps, and you know it's kind of slow going. Um, so you do save time by using these. It does come with a skirmish mission card, so you can use them easily. The only thing that gets me about these is I don't even want to say it's a it's a quality thing. It's like a resolution thing okay. because it's on rubber. Right. The details get lost, like the mm. the the play mats for. You know, X-Wing and the LCG and even stuff like the DC deck building game or Legendary. They're using big enough text and images that even though it's on rubber, the the clarity of the images doesn't get lost. But since these are based on map tiles that are really small, that have fine details, the fine details are kind of washed out. Like, I feel like the difference between looking at the map tile version of the map and the uh, rubber version of the map is almost like I've taken my glasses off. Okay. So... Just kind of know that, folks. If you're going to buy it, that they—I mean—they're I mean, nice and they're convenient, but they're not going to have the clarity that you would have with you know the actual pieces. But from a convenience standpoint, it seems like they're pretty good. Have we heard any word yet on whether they're going to make
0: these tournament legal? Um, I mean, pretty much if it comes out of Fantasy Flight, it is tournament legal. So, uh, I,
1: hadn't you said at one point that there were only certain skirmish maps that you would tend to see on the?
0: Circuit, right, right. So the and I'm almost certain. uh, Unfortunately, it's I can't remember specifically which ones come from what sets and and everything. But uh, I I do believe these are the ones that are tournament legal, which which makes sense. I mean, this this is really something they're marketing to. Uh, skirmish players. This isn't something you need to play the game. Uh, just like we talked about beforehand, the the little plastic uh, dials that that they uh, put out, uh, the, the faction <laughs> yep. dials. You know, that's not something you need. But it's they're definitely things that, uh, especially people who play in more tournament settings. Uh, would be more attracted to and, and and would be like, hey, you know what? Let me grab this. That uh, I, I see some benefit in this. And you know, this is one kind of one of those things where if you're going to a tournament, you don't, you almost certainly don't want to be constantly uh, setting up and unsetting the maps. So if you can just roll one of these out, that's um, you know that that that's beneficial to you, uh, especially for for time saving. Uh, past that. You know, it's great that it's not something where it's like, oh, hey, we threw in those cards that we threw in. It's, it's new stuff. So the only way to get these uh, is to buy these maps. So, haha, we got you again. We take all your money. They're like, no, no, this is the same thing. You know, if you if you want to go with these type maps, grab them. If not, that's cool. You already got it.
1: Yeah, they're 25 bucks a pop. So kind of your mileage will vary. I would just say, you know, look at which villain and ally packs you've got. And if you've already got the one that has that map in it, unless you're missing the larger set that goes with it for war uh, Warzone, I would skip it. But again, I'm not traveling around with these things constantly. Um, speaking of price points, I know that we had brought up the uh, U-Wing, and I mentioned how it was in a different size. The U-Wing is a uh, 30 as opposed to about 15. So it's also got the price point to go with one of those large wow. ones. It must be because the wings fold backwards. It, so it has to be a little bit longer and a little bit more packaging or something.
0: Possibly. You know, I, I'd, I'd like to see what stand it goes on. want will see if they put it on the same stand as, like, the Falcon. But, I mean, it does kind of make sense because this is supposed to be a troop transport. I just thought it was kind of smaller. Um, but, you know, I, I trust them. I don't think they're going to be, uh, you know, just... Messing around with the sizes and being like, it's supposed to be half the size, but we thought it'd be hilarious to make it this big. It, uh, is,
1: on the, it is on the larger size. It's on the same okay. size as like a Millennium Falcon or that upcoming Upsilon uh, shuttle. So okay. even though it doesn't look like it's that size, it looks Starfighter size. I guess it must be from the standpoint of how the game treats it.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, that's... What the game
1: calls large, and then they have epic... I still think of these as small, medium, large, but I don't know. Maybe if, it's, if it's because a, uh, I'm still traumatized by back in the day where they stopped allowing McDonald's to call it supersize.
0: Uh, well, You know what it is? It's a, uh, th- the smallest one is called a tall, and then uh grande, I don't know. Then a
1: venti or whatever <laughs> it is, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, insert Ugh. cheap Starbucks reference. You uh, should
1: never have to learn a new language to order a drink, <laughs> unless you're in a foreign country.
0: Right, right. Um, so is that about it for our, uh, tabletop news? I believe
1: so. It seems okay. like the news has been fairly slow in trickling out right now, but of course we just passed celebration and Gen Con and all that. So I mm-hmm. guess you would expect that at this point we'll be in a little bit of a lull until we start seeing some of these things that have been announced getting released. Uh, and I would assume that in the near future we will be very much wrapped up in Death Star.
0: Okay. That, yes, that's... Uh, Albeit not uh, a tabletop game. Save, <laughs> right, right. before right. you can call but, me on it, <laughs> well, you content. could tell he was thinking it. <laughs> well, you know, uh, one other thing is we did get an email. Uh, if anyone else wants to send us an email, we, as you can see here, read it out on the show. Uh, Sweet. Just shoot that over to cloudcitycasino at gmail.com. Uh, this one comes from uh, Jonathan Landau. Uh, I hope. Once cool, again, that yeah. I, you know this guy so you know jonathan's I, I, been
1: around for a while
0: excellent uh hopefully i pronounced that right i didn't just call him
1: old i'm just saying he's been around you know following the projects for
0: a while oh he could be old for all i know <laughs> well anyhow I, I i tell you what he's got kids i know that because it says it here in this email it says oh uh, no, that
1: doesn't mean anything 14 year olds have kids Wait, wait, are we getting into social commentary again? Okay, yes, continue with the email.
0: <laughs> hey guys, love the show as always. I have bought some pieces to different Star Wars games like Armada and X-Wing because I thought the pieces were cool looking, uh, but never actually played the game. And being a working father of two kids, see, told you, uh, and the uh, under the ages of three, finding free time to go out to stores and play the games is hard. I was wondering, are there any websites uh, that you can play the Star Wars game like Armada or X-Wing online that will teach you how to play and getting more difficult uh, the more that you play? Uh, Almost like chess game that comes on most computers where you can adjust the level of difficulty. Okay,
1: I want to know the answer to this because I don't think there are, but if there are, I am all over that.
0: Okay, so the short answer is no. Uh the long answer Come on, Man <laughs> the long answer is there is something that kind of works um that you can you can sort of do and it is called uh of course I'm I'm blanking on the stupid thing right now um let me look at my uh my desktop real quick which I have too many desktop icons so then I'm like wait let me try and find it if I can remember It's okay while
1: while you're looking I can tell you that at least uh, uh you you just managed to surpass one of my expectations because as soon as you said the short version is no, the long version is I expect you to say no. <laughs> <laughs> but but you surpassed it by actually having an answer. So, you know. <laughs> we're doing well tonight.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um Dang, I'm not finding it. Looks, I'm so sorry. It's uh it's one of those things where when I got home from work today, I'm just like, I just want to take a nap.
1: Um his homework is that he's got to find it
0: now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I feel really bad and, and I'm uh, wasting uh, uh, time. Uh, quick, vamp. Vamp? Yeah, I don't know. I always thought vamping was like... Okay, I,
1: I must be wrong on what I thought vamping was uh, because I didn't think I could do that in in audio form. Perfect, you did
0: a great job. So, I found it. It's called Vassal. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, there, there's a... Um, there's a, a a program that you can download for your computer called Vassal, uh, which you can find at vassalengine.org. Wait, Vassal. Uh, can you spell that? Because yeah, yeah, it's V-A-S-S-A-L.
1: Okay, that kind of vassal, like feudal vassal. Gotcha.
0: Sure, if that's a thing. Uh, I thought it was like one of those funny made up words, like Yolo. I don't know. Well, when you said you
1: said it, but you know, you grew up down here, right? So as far as I knew, that was supposed to be an E, and it came out as an A because you know, South
0: maybe no it's not uh so anyhow what this is is it um it's kind of a program and it it, the biggest thing is um you're gonna have to kind of have a little bit of patience with it uh it's uh it's really frustrating to start start out and and get the hang of but you know i mean you you can you can mess with it and you can find people if you let people know hey i'm new but what it does it allows you to play other people online and you can actually go in find people who also want to play and you can play a game with those people now because of because this doesn't come through fantasy flight uh uh, the cards and stuff don't necessarily have the stats so what you have to do um there's there's a lot of like pre-prep in this so for instance you can go through the cards see them and then you can actually make adjustments on everything so you can sort of write the stats in yourself. Um and that's you know, that's what they have to do in order to uh make it so you can play this game and not also um get into copyright issues. So it's it's weird, it's frustrating a little bit, but you know, it's that or nothing at all. So uh, Oh I'm, i mm-hmm. I beg to differ. Yes. I would say
1: Okay, I said I would be all over it. That sounds way too complicated, so <laughs> I don't think I'm all over that. But uh, I would say that if you really want to play somebody online and it's somebody that you know and trust that's not going to cheat for you, I mean, there is the old-fashioned way, using new technology, which is, you know, just like you could play chess and just send your moves to one person or another, you know, break out Skype and a webcam the
0: problem- and do
1: it on a table and show it. I mean, it your measurements won't be exact, but surely they're going to be really really close if, if each one's being careful on precision see I don't I don't think so just
0: because be-
1: or is that more is that more something that might make more sense for like Imperial assault then where it's all about just what block they're standing on yeah
0: Imperial assault mm. could definitely work but with this game just because you can just slap the the thing down wherever you want if you start out slightly different than where someone else starts it out, it's, oh, the yeah. starting point. I right, got gotcha. you. Right, so it's even though you're throwing the same moves down, uh, as the moves go along, you're going to end up in different places, and then you're going to go, oh, wait, this doesn't look quite right. So okay. yeah. So
1: Skype would be good for Imperial Assault. Skype would be good for the RPG, probably. Skype would be good even probably for the LCG, just not maybe Armada or x wing because of the randomized or not randomized but these self chosen starting points
0: yeah and in, in fact there's okay. actually um, there's uh, something called roll 20 that would actually be really good for uh, Imperial assaults um, it, it has a lot of stuff that you could use uh, and then of course you can use a um, I, I believe that there's now the uh, with with these games they have their own uh, their own specialty dice, but I think that there is, um, sort of dice, uh, converters or whatever. So you know that for instance, like, Oh, I rolled a six. Well, let me look at the dice converter. Oh, that's a hit, you know? Um, well, you've got the, I mean, there is a star
1: Wars dice app if you wanted to use that for rolling.
0: Well, I was just saying like with, um, with roll 20 built in, it's all built in and it actually Ah. even uses, uh, Google, uh, Google hangouts. Oh, cool. So yeah, so you can basically be like in a Google Hangouts. You throw up a map that both players can see, and you can move your piece because it'll actually have programmed in both players. So you move your pieces, they move their pieces. Uh, You can actually even choose what you want as your um, your pieces to look like, so you can kind of get them closer or whatever. I mean, you could actually uh, get this thing pretty darn. Uh, accurate I mean you, you could basically if you know what you're doing um, you could much easier than playing vassal really um, <clears throat> you you could actually play a game of Imperial assault on um, on there and and there's always places like Reddit and stuff like that where you could um, you know, as long as you, you do your research and you set it up, I I guarantee there's people who would be willing to, to play on there. Uh, if it's not already happening, um, I I certainly wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. I know, uh, for the card game, there's, uh, something on there called, uh, octagon, but Mm -hmm. like it left out some, uh, vowels or something like that. And just, I don't know, work with it, figure it out. That uh, one
1: I've actually tried before. That one worked mm -hmm. well. I
0: was, I've I've heard good things about it. I forget what game it it
1: was I tried it on though. Um, So, and this just goes back, I would say that this is my, one of my oldest complaints about the way that they've dealt with Star Wars games right now, aside from the whole, we're just going to make them authentic experiences and not tell you which continuity they're supposed to be in and just screw it and all that. (laughs) Um, But the fact that the way that they split the licensing basically doesn't allow Fantasy Flight Games to put out electronic games or app games, because They've got, and they've been highlighting on their Facebook page several times recently these different games that they've got that are either digital companions to other games, kind of like the Star Wars Dice app, but much more elaborate, uh, or games where they took one of their board games and made it into an app, or vice versa, I think, in one case. Um, I could see X Wing, the LCG, all these things being fantastic as games you could play on a tablet, but. Thanks to the way the licensing works, all those are either Disney Interactive or it's EA. And we're mm-hmm. left wanting when it comes to those types of games for Star Wars. The closest thing we've got to really a Star Wars miniatures game app at this point is uh, the Battlefront companion app because it's got that built-in base command game, which is fun enough as it is, but it's not a two-player game, and it's certainly not a game where you can do a lot of Uh, of extended play. It's all just kind of here run through these scenarios and that's about it. Yeah. Well, there's Uh, also
0: the, um, the star Wars commander, which is kind of like a clash of clans clone. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. It's,
1: it's the, you know, uh, and then you got ones that are a little bit more like the, like the RPG to some extent, more like a Diablo clone with uprising. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've got things that are kind of like it, but it's kind of like, it's, it's almost like saying, you know, the having a digital version of the Star Wars LCG, well, that isn't necessary because they've got that Force Collection game, I think is what it's called. That game is absolute trash. <laughs> that game is horrible. Um, absolutely, I get rid of that in place of an LCG <laughs> one. But, you know, we can't. And I say this. Because every time that something new hits for one of the games that I really like, one of the, either the, if it's a deck building game, I'm going to start ranting about the need for a Star Wars deck building game. If it is a digital card game or miniature game app, I'm going to start ranting about the need for a Star Wars one. And as of today, I believe they just put out, uh, I want to say it's not even the newest physical set, but the second most recent physical set of cards for Ascension has just finally been added to the Ascension app as of today. And every time I just like, need this for star wars why don't we have it for star wars and the answer is ea it's in the wallet
0: <laughs> yeah so um you know the other thing just to kind of uh finish up on that there is um something there's a little like youtube tutorial says how to get x-wing miniatures going on vassals so sweet you know, that's I. I always was like doing the the YouTube videos instead of reading because I have uh, ADHD, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna read this. Okay, I don't understand that, but maybe they'll explain it here down the line a little bit. Um, and then in the next one, and then I'm like, ooh, a pony. So YouTube videos <laughs> <tend> <laughs> on <to> YouTube. Be- <laughs> <It's> a <laughs> pony and a little cat. Yeah, YouTube videos tend to uh, keep my uh, interest a little more with instructional stuff. So. You know, I I haven't I haven't checked that out, but I I did see it on there. So something you you may want to look and see, and and I'm sure probably several people have done it. So it's not as intimidating as I'm explaining. I just have very little patience or um, attention span. So for me, it's something that I tried, got mad, and then decided just to play an actual game because Mm -hmm. uh, around here. It, it it's very easy for me to do. I mean, it's not hard for me to be like, screw this. I'm out. And then I can drive 15 minutes and go play an X-Wing game like at any point, basically. Um, but not everyone has that, uh, that ability, you know, it's, um, a lot, a lot of places don't have stores, uh, too close to them that, that have a big X-Wing scene. Uh, uh you, you North Metro people. Yeah, I know. Um, but, uh, other thing, just real quick, because there's not a whole lot to say on it. Uh, I was at Dragon Con, I was walking around seeing some things, and I see the uh Troll and Toad booth, and they have the old CCG. It's uh, basically, it's like a blind buy type thing, and it says, uh, like a hundred plus cards, ten dollars, and you don't know what it is, but it's just some of their like. Cards that they've thrown together, and I was looking at it. and I'm like, oh, huh, okay, that's a hundred cards. And so I was talking to uh, Kevin Reitzel, who's been on the show a few times, and uh, he he used to work for them and stuff. I'm like, hey, is this a good deal or whatever? And while I'm you know texting him back and forth, the guy's like, actually, that's sixty percent off. I'm like, so four dollars for a hundred cards. You got two boxes. That's eight, uh, nice. you know, eight dollars for two hundred cards. Okay, fine. Here, so I got a whole bunch of them. I don't know if any of the cards are useful or. Rares or whatever, because I, I asked Kevin, I'm like, how do I tell the rarity of these cards? He's like, Oh, the older stuff ha- didn't have that on there, and I'm like, What? You
1: you <laughs> look in the newest issue of Inquest or Scry.
0: Is that still a thing?
1: I don't think so, no. <laughs> so you're screwed. So
0: yep. So I'm basically I'm gonna have to get uh, Kevin to kind of go through this stuff and uh, well, I
1: used to play that. I can flip through some of those too.
0: Okay, I'll show I'll flip my camera on here after uh, we shut down, and I'd be like, is this a good card? Is this a
1: good card? Is this a good card? Is this one? Oh, it's going to be like the blind man doing, you know, is this your card? Fantastic. <laughs> you
0: just start um, making stuff of,
1: up. Speaking of, a, um, of sort of the blind leading the blind in some respects, <laughs> I would be curious, um for either from Michael or those in the audience, uh, on my YouTube channel, I'm going to actually start doing some little quick looks at some of the other games that I like to play that aren't necessarily Star Wars, like Ascension, DC, Legendary, whatever, uh, Legendary Firefly is probably one of the things I'll look at uh, oh, that first. That's fun. But also, sort of. So if you're if you hear about that stuff on here and you're interested in the non-Star Wars stuff, that's a way to look for it. But also, I've actually done tutorials for um, Empire vs Rebellion, the LCG, and Imperial Assault uh, campaign mode. I'd be curious uh, it, what the feedback would be from members of this audience on those tutorials. Just on the off chance that I ever do another one. So, like, what worked, what didn't. I don't have a lot of flashy graphical things that I can do as far as, like, here, I'm making this card that I played seem like it floats in front of the screen for a second kind of stuff. Um, but for the limited capability, I'm curious um, what this audience would think about it and whether that's something that's useful enough to think that continuing would be a good idea and what game it should continue with because there's tons of tutorials out there for stuff like X-Way. I, just, I don't know what what there's a need for at this point. But anyway, it's all, um, it's youtube.com slash user slash chronoradio or just search Nathan Butler and it'll come up as a channel. Um, but I'd be very interested in in hearing thoughts on those tutorials since you mentioned the tutorial videos. Um, that's the way I like to learn playing these games too, especially since the Fantasy Flight games tutorials are good when they come out, but they're usually Mm -hmm. about setting up the game, not as much about playing the game a lot of the time. Right.
0: Well, you know what, you know what, um, a big part of how I learned X Wing was watching that tutorial. Uh, then I watched Will Wheaton's tabletop, and then I read uh, the the little instruction manual thing. And by that point, I'm like, okay, now I got it. Um, just because that's kind of how I learned. Like I'm, I have to see things so that when I read them, they make sense to me, uh, rather than just being like, I'm having a hard time picturing this because I've never seen this game before you know just trying to read uh something straight off the bat is is harder for me to picture if it's if it's a new concept for me Um, i think i'm i'm pretty good at at being able to kind of conceptualize doing it
1: that way i think the only one that i had some trouble with with that tended to be armada for some reason it just it just wasn't clicking i guess because i kept comparing it in my mind to x-wing but yeah yeah it uh, Some of these games take some serious time to be able to play through a couple times before you even realize what you're doing wrong. Like... Uh Like I've tried a few because you can play any of the legendary games as a solitaire thing just to kind of see how it all works. There's a setup for solitaire version of it. And I've run through the legendary encounters Firefly thing a few times during the during the sort of the first episodes version of it. And I find that I'm constantly finding there's this little things that I'm supposed to keep track of or places I'm supposed to sit the cards once they're gone. And I'm, I'm finding these little errors here and there. So you almost need to play through some of these and find the errors uh, or see somebody else play through and make an error. Like, I think I made an error in the Imperial Assault one about a uh, number of surges being spent in a turn or something that I hadn't seen clarified yet. Um, so, I don't know. I just, I think any of these types of things are great. It'd be nice if Fantasy Flight had the capacity to put together longer guides um, to put out on video, but I know that if, for them, I mean, that's probably just sort of a, it's it's more of a promotional thing probably than it is a gameplay thing because they tend to think in terms of rules are all going to be text because you're going to keep updating them for errata and whatnot, I would think.
0: Right, right. Well, and also that's the other thing I, I forgot is there is sort of like a quick start rules thing too. The, and it really helps to go there because, yeah, you know, like I said, if you go down those those routes... Uh, you kind of just get a little bit more information and a little bit more information, and you're you're sort of uh, having more hands-on and more visual uh, looks at things, and that really really helps you to kind of uh, get to smaller things. And then by the time you get to the actual rule book, then that's when you you know you'll pick up all the little more minute things. So, which and- is why they sell beginner games for the RPG. Cool mm-hmm. callback. And because they're, like, really cheap and people like me go, oh, well, this is only $20. I'll buy this. And then I set it on my shelf and don't mess with it because I have no friends. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying, wow,
1: we just got really deep all of a sudden. Do you need to lay on a couch and tell us about the problem?
0: (laughs) <laughs> no, because we are out of time. So, there you go. Uh, <laughs> if you want to reach out to us, of course, uh, you can hit us up at that email address, which is cloudcitycasino at gmail.com. Uh, of course, we also have Twitter and Facebook uh, or a Facebook page. Uh, we're, we're pretty good about um, getting back to people on there. Uh, if not, then you know we'll we'll usually address stuff on here, but usually we'll we'll kinda uh have conversations back and forth on, on there as well. Um so of course those are just Cloud City Casino on both uh Facebook and Twitter. Uh I am Morris Isley on Twitter. And then also uh I've got a, an Instagram which I occasionally put up pictures of Star Wars and uh really more like kaiju films like godzilla and stuff too uh like little toys because i've been collecting those lately uh i'm running out of room i've got too much crap and that's it nate what do you got well star wars beyond the films is finally
1: back so we had our uh our episode 199 with the last of some listener feedback stuff. Then we had 200, which was not only our 200th episode, but a chance to sort of vent on the state of fandom and our own fandom. That's where the alt-legends term was coined. Uh, We've recently put out episode 201, covering Bloodline, and we have already recorded our next episode, which will be covering the novel Life Debt, before we dive back into Star Wars Legacy Volume 1 with Cade Skywalker to continue that from Legends. So uh, you can find Star Wars Beyond the Films at StarWarsReport.com. I have new episodes up recently and will continue to be putting stuff up on the YouTube channel like more Fantasy Flight Games Reviews. If you want to see those skirmish maps, I've got a review up of those. Uh, Also, I actually kind of found the Holy Grail, right? I've got my (laughs) uh, Ewoks coming in from the UK from a seller in Pennsylvania, so I'll be showing those soon as soon as they arrive and doing an episode on that. Uh, And the Star Wars Timeline Gold, the most comprehensive Star Wars chronology available anywhere which right now hasn't had a new release since last October 17th on its 18th anniversary, when it hit the it's been around for half my life moment, um, <laughs> is now, uh, on its way to a new edition, which will be on its 19th anniversary, this October 17th, um, that is finally breaking the 3000 page mark across all five documents. going to have a wow. lot of new summaries <laughs> in it, all kinds <laughs> of, of cool new stuff. So, uh, if you're big on Star Wars continuity stuff, you want a guide for Legends, it has all kinds of summaries and stuff, same thing for canon and whatnot, place to check. That's over at StarWarsFanWorks.com slash timeline. Again, new edition won't be out until October 17th, but the previous edition is still up at the moment if you want to check it out and just get a sense of what it is. God, you know that's insane, man. Well, I mean, I've been working on it since 97. I tell people it's 3,000 pages. They're like, holy shnikes. No, I, I don't like, care how oh, long yeah, you've been working on it. Yeah, but I've been working on it, it. On it since 97. And yeah,
0: so what? That's, I haven't, that's a lot. Like dude i mean if you add up like all my uh papers to to go through like (laughs) uh like my entire uh education career uh it's not i don't know what you call it exactly but but you know basically from like kindergarten all the way through college i didn't write three thousand pages of anything
1: well I, Uh, i i figure it just means that at some point there will be people um coming out of the woodwork very much like uh like uh, Rob Stark or eventually Jon Snow, <laughs> and being like the King of the Nerds, the King of the Nerds, the king of- <laughs> no, right. something like that. Um, no, I mean it's, I mean it's, it's, it's hit a big point. It's interesting because it went from the 18th anniversary, which meant half my lifetime, um, and then so now more than half, and then the 19th anniversary is passing the 3,000 page mark, and then of course next year will be the 20th anniversary of it. So it's kind of cool to have three years in a row where there's something kind of special about the releases when they finally happen. It's just, I wish I had more time to work on the thing because I've got a lot of, like, I've got a backlog of tons of things I need to watch from the old Republic that I just haven't had time to get through while I'm trying to keep up with the comics and the novels and, and everything else. Um, but it's coming. It's coming soon. Too much adulting getting in the way. I know, I hate the adulting stuff. These meetings and, you know, being a you know being a husband and being a, a, a professional adult, it's just... Can I not just sit here with my microwave popcorn, my Dr. Pepper, and my timeline stuff, please? Nope, not not That's what I get for working over the summer, too. I teach summer school because the money is just way too good to pass
0: up. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, and the other thing, too, that uh, you mentioned earlier was that uh, Beyond the Films episode. And I, I really suggest everyone go check that out because, you know, I mean, I think that that... It seems like a a small thing or, or, you know, maybe like "Ah, that's silly or whatever. But I think that that, you know, just just trying to integrate that term would really go a long way to to sort of healing the fandom. Uh, Because, like I said, it it really helps to uh, define the problem and not, you know, not alienate the wrong people and sort of uh, cause larger drifts. So, like I said, I really like uh, that term. Um, the alt legends, and uh, I, I just said, you know, everybody start using hashtag. Just, just start uh, tweeting Nate or Pablo or whatever, and be like, hey, I heard about this. You know, alt legends. What a bunch of d bags or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's one way to put it, right? So course, I,
1: I, I and you'll you'll be let in on the interesting secret uh, or what used to be something I didn't talk about, which was in the uh, in the episode where it's talked about, episode number two hundred, stars beyond the films. How close I came to saying we just need to end the show or go on an indefinite hiatus, but also um, the threat that was made against me by an alt legends person and why I have added beating the living hell out of someone trying to force their way into my house
0: to my bucket list. All right, well, there you go. Go uh, listen to that episode and you can yeah, If that doesn't get you to listen, <laughs> nothing will. But in the meantime, uh, you know, hope you enjoyed this episode and find us back here afterwards. So we'll see you soon. Never forget. Let the Wookiee win.
1: Unless, of course, it's an Alt-Legends Wookiee, in which case tell him to go away so we can get back to having civil conversation.
0: Or hit him with a moon.
1: Too soon!
0: (laughs) This party's over.